The Friday Profile. It's nine minutes past two. Don't forget 702 Unplugged comes up after 2.30. We end off our week uh, this time around by uh, looking at potentially a record-breaking stunt that's coming up at the end of the year with DJ Bobby. And uh, we'll tell you more about that. But right now, I'm super excited because I've been reading Stand Against Bland, written by PR and marketing maverick um, uh, Sylvester Chauke. And I just love how he opens up because his voice is so prominent. It's so clear. You can tell that he sat, he wrote, and he did it the way he speaks, the way he thinks, this thought process. Um, And that's always exciting to read when um, it's a memoir and the person is just so much more, you can almost touch them in the book rather than say if there's a ghostwriter and there's this disjoint, you know, there's this disconnect about, okay, is that really the person we're talking about? But nonetheless... As he opens up, it's absolutely beautiful because he reflects on what brings us here. And he says, some fascinating experiences have blessed my life in a short time. I've built a 100% black-owned brand communications agency. That's DNA, by the way, uh, which is home to some of the most incredible all-stars in the industry from scratch. I established myself in my industry before deciding to start my own business working in game-changing companies like Nando's, MTV, and at leading advertising agencies like FCB, Ogilvy, and DDB. Through my work, I've gained recognition. People have seemed interested in hearing about the lessons I've learned so far. I've been asked to address groups of professional young black people especially. And this book is a continuation of that. I'm turning my words and ideas into something physical. And I thought, that tells you. It tells you about Sylvester. And then it also tells you about what you can anticipate in this book. A great start. Mm. I love this start. <laughs> Thank you. It is probably the most difficult thing. Yeah. Um, how do you start and who is it for? Um, and of course, you know, being in, in marketing and brand communications, you're going to have to make sure that you're clear about who this book is for. Yes. Um, and I must say, over the years, I've had so many so many young people ask me questions about getting in the industry. Um, how do they stand out? How do they ensure that they are uh, different? Mm. And particularly when I go and, and, and lecture at universities, for an example, and young people are saying, but there's 500 of us and there's only like 10 internships at FCB. Yes. How do I stand out and how do I do that? And I think that is something that sparked this the, this conversation. So particularly young people that are at the intersection of um, high school, university, first time employment, how do you differentiate and ensure that as you walk into your career mm. you have a flow and you have a vibe that then becomes your signature for for how you um i guess uh, enjoy your Navigate career it. Yeah, yeah. That's right. uh, but i think that limits it. it it is so much more than that yes it's a <laughs> memoir and we get to understand you a lot more right uh, but over and above that i think anybody at another at a different stage of their careers mm. will gain so much value mm. because there areas perhaps that we will uh, encounter in your book learn how you resolve them that we've experienced or are experiencing so it's a great uh, con- uh, a great guide mm. in that sense mm. beyond just for young professionals absolutely agreed i mean um just about 2 days ago i had a mother who bought the book read the book and i wanted me to sign the book yeah and she said i read the book and this is for my son my son um is talented and he wants to go and play rugby mm. um but i i want him to go and to study i think it was law or something because he's really brilliant at that as well yeah. and it was like an interesting 
conversation I had with her to say, well, actually, um, staying against Bland, I guess, in, in his world is what makes him happy? What what are the things that drive him? And and, and, and maybe there's a hybrid. And yes. Maybe there's a, um, a, a, a meeting ground. So mm. if you went to um, UJ, for example, and studied something and played rugby, perhaps that's a, a lovely... Um, a win-win. A win-win. Yeah. Um, and we laughed at the end of it. And I, I loved that it was... It was um, you know, uh, 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 an older woman who found joy in the book and Precisely. found something interesting. So Precisely. I absolutely do agree with you there. I just needed to ensure that I pitch it at the at a place that I clear, uh, that, yeah, clear. that I want to drive, and I, mm. I really want to drive because I think a lot of the um, experience I've had is that a lot of talented young people are not asking themselves enough of those questions that you do need to ask before you get into a career, for an example. What should we so, be asking? Yeah, I think it's it's. How do I do things? Mm. And do, I, do you have a signature? Mm. Um, when you do apply for work, what do you do? How do you do it? Yes. Um, how do you differentiate yourself? And I think those questions, um, some of them, a lot of them in the book, yes. um, <laughs> you know, start making you to think about, oh, okay, maybe I, I'm just doing what everybody else is doing and I've got to do something different. Stand Against Bland. The title says it all. I've watched Sylvester give presentations and you've been sitting through a series of speakers and then um, before, I haven't seen you recently though, uh, <laughs> before, then he'd come on with music and he would do his dance routine <laughs> and the energy in the room changes and then you're like, yes! <laughs> and then of course, he drops the knowledge afterwards. So you have found very distinct ways of standing out uh, across your career, uh, but you also talk about, and, I, and, and you, you talk about being very clear of the fact that you are different, and what you did with that difference, mm. because it could have done a number of things. Mm. It could have made made you more, uh, more. It could have caused you to blend in even more. Mm. Uh, but instead, you embraced it and made it work for you. Mm. What do you say to people who feel different? Mm. I have a chapter in the book that says, uh, you know, walking in awkward. And yes. um, obviously as a young person, I grew up incredibly awkward. I mean, I'd walk around the streets and I'd know that I, they're looking at me and they think I'm weird. Um, and so I was very conscious of myself. And I would almost, and in the book I say that it feels like I would always step outside of myself and, and see myself walk the streets and think, but you are awkward, actually, <laughs> you know. Um, and I think over time, it's just being able to see that awkwardness as a strength and that it's actually, that's what makes you curious um, and interesting mm. um, and being able to kind of embrace it. And I think sometimes we look at awkwardness as a weakness, but sometimes it is some the thing that really makes you very different and and, and, and very unique. Yeah. And I have to say that, of course, you know, now um, that I have been working for a number of years, it's very easy for me to say this um, and, it, and, and to say that I'm more comfortable in my awkwardness now because of obviously maybe the accomplishments and what I've been able to do. Yes. But going back, I remember, um, and in the book I talk about um, when I was, desperately trying to get into the advertising industry. And so, you know, I grew up in Soweto, in Chawela. Mm. I am really, I'm just happy to find myself in a in a university environment, you yeah. know, the fact that I made it in there. So I was just grateful just to be there. But then I studied and I finished. And of course, I've got to get into the agencies. And the advertising agencies are very difficult. And as a black young person coming from the township and I don't mm. twang, I don't speak, you know, um, English like, a, you know, like a Model C kid um it was very challenging you yeah. know and i knew that 
in advertising because advertising can be quite fickle as well. So they would look at me and they'll class me and they'll judge me. So I would send a lot of emails to the agencies and say, hey, I'm looking for work, I'm looking for internship, etc. And I would hear absolutely nothing. nothing back. Um, and then eventually I thought, geez, I know I've got to, in order for me to get in here, I've got to do something very different. Mm-hmm. So I called one of the prestigious agencies down the road back then, um, FCB. Yes. So I rock up at the reception and I say to the receptionist, I'm here to deliver pizza. So they say, um, deliver pizza for who? who? And I say, pizza for HR or whatever. So I, I mention the name and um, the person walks down. Obviously, quite surprised that mm, she didn't, didn't order, order any pizza. pizza. But I guess everybody wants pizza somehow. So um, she arrives and I said, here's a, my CV. And what I'd done is I took a pizza box and I put my CV in the pizza box and I had a caption mm. there that says, um, you know, you've got to have a slice of this. You know, you've got to have me as part of your team. And that really started um, um, a, the whole thing, really, yeah. because I managed to get into that agency, the best agency in town. You got noticed. You were remembered. And they thought, he's different. He acted differently. And he wasn't just like, he's a CV and a, um, you know, and a motivation letter. Yes. So that from back then, I knew that, okay. If I want to be noticed, that's exactly it. And so subsequently, Nando's, MTV, it's those environments that need you to stand out. Right. And um, you, when you talked earlier about how you do things, you uh, mentioned in the book that when you go for interviews, you actually prepare a presentation. Mm. You know, uh, it's not about you're going to sit there and just hopefully say all the right things, but you prepare a presentation, whether it's a requirement or not, whether mm. it's an expectation from the employer or not. This is just a way you do things. This Absolutely. is how you do uh, you. It is so critical because at the end of the day and, and when I think about our space in particular and every every area really is the same, um, is that there's a base. Mm. So someone has got a qualification and they say you need to have a, a vehicle and a driver's license. So yeah. like get the basics done. But if, for example, there was the one job to be director of marketing at MTV Networks Africa, one role mm-hmm. on the continent, who are they going to, to choose? who is going to be selected for this role is going to be the person who's going to push the envelope more. Because at the end of the day, the basic fundamentals of marketing, communication, strategy, those are the things that are basic now. So over and above that, I knew that when I interviewed for MTV, um, I knew that I had to. So I had a film, I had a book, and I had a strategy. (laughs) And so that really already differentiated me. And then I was um, interesting for them Mm -hmm. to be able to um, uh, hire. And that is how it happened. There are just so many interesting bits uh, to Sylvester's story. And as I was saying, it's not just for young professionals, but it is pitched at young professionals at that intersection. Maybe you are finishing your high school career. Um, even how he discovered this career to, for, uh, mm. that, that it's a passion and where he'd want to, to end up. Great story there. Um, or if you're entering varsity or finishing your studies, it'll get, your, uh, get you thinking in the right sort of way about the kind of career you want to have. So we'll continue our conversation after the break. On, uh, you can give us a call on 011-883-0702-31702 for your SMSs and your voice notes. The book is out already. It had a fantastic launch. So many people there to support this PR and advertising, PR and marketing uh, maverick Sylvester Chowk, and it's called Stand Against Bland. The Friday Profile. 
It's 23 minutes past two and we're talking about the life of Sylvester Chauke and all the career lessons he's learned along the way because he's put together a memoir which is just fantastic for young people and people who want to maybe focus in zone in a little bit more on their careers and how we're doing things. It's called Stand Against Bland. So, overseas phone calls to your boyfriend. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, you decided to go there, right? I decided yes. to go there. So, yes. here you are. You get into advertising at FCP. But then your heart is like longing for your lover <laughs> who is in the UK and after hours at work you, you're busy calling him you know as an intern and um, I used to be the first one in the office and I used to be the last one in the office yeah. because I just wanted to make sure that I don't miss anything so in the evenings absolutely and back then I thought you know we've got telecom call more time <laughs> you know <laughs> let me give um, you know uh, my partner a call uh, and so that happened very frequently yes. um, until it was a big problem. Yes. And so uh, um, the one day then Romaine McKenzie, then business new director at FCB called me in and said, listen, can we talk about your phone bill? Mm. And the she had printed out my phone bill and I had like a number of calls. And back then I had one call, which was like for 280 Rand, Ooh. just one call. Um, and she was definitely not very thrilled with that um, and made me pay for every single one of those calls. I'm sure you can appreciate that now as a business owner. Of course. I just thought, oh, what a lesson, you know. I think that's why it's in the book. It was really about just certain um, things that I, that you don't think about yeah. um, when you are young and when you are doing it, yes. but also the impact that does have that does have on other people and how they see you and how they view you. Because there's you a get point you make, and you say in this country, uh, it is very important for us to operate from. Uh, Clear moral compass mm. about mm. what we are doing. Truly. Like ethical moral compass. Absolutely. Everything we do. I and for you, that was that point where it was yeah. even more entrenched because your family raised you well, but here you were, you made an error, but it made you clearer about how you would want to conduct yourself in an honest and ethical manner. Absolutely. Something small, but very significant. Yeah. Um, the work of finding yourself. Mm. You know, you think of young people and how challenging or how challenged their circumstances are currently. You you do a good job at talking about the importance of that. Mm. What did you do when you when you talk about find you have to do the work to find yourself? What was it that you did? Mm. I think um, looking back, you know, it'll sound very much very organized, but it wasn't as organized as um, how it now sounds in the book. Yeah. Um, it's about knowing what you, what, what, what lights you up and what doesn't. And for me, initially, when I started, um, um, when I was just about to go to high school, just before then, I used to get involved in anything I could find. So it was dance classes, and then I did tap dance, then I mm. did ballet. So whatever that was interesting and fun. And of course, I grew up in the, I'm in the township. So, but if they say there's a ballet class somewhere, I'm like in there, you yeah. know, so that I can, or tap dancing, you know, like some of the weird things. Um, and so I allowed myself to try things out. Then I could know whether I like it or whether I don't like it. And in fact, uh, even my, my best friend and I speak about this a lot. We, yes. we, you know, we, we tried lots of things, even when, I, even when we first met um, in, our, in our early uh, 20s. We used to say, I wonder how, what it's like to record a song and write and record a song. And then we would write and record a song. Yes. I wonder how it's like to um, write a movie or write a, a, a screenplay. So it was always try things, you know, try a lot of things. Um, and as a young person, be open to different experiences and don't just get stuck 
way earlier without really um As you say, had you, had you got stuck with the dancing, That's you would it. have never seen uh, the, the, <laughs> the rest of marketing. And I ask you this point because it's something that I always say to my son. Like, mm. try it. Just mm. try it because you don't know what feeling you're going to get from doing that. And it's the feeling that will drive your passion. Mm. You know, so once you get that feeling about something, it's very hard to forget. But the only way for you to know is to try it. Absolutely. Is it basketball? Is it swim? Whatever. But just try it. Mm. And there is a, a challenging thing for, for young people because you almost, because you want to fit in, right? Mm. But you also don't want to not feel that you are being heard or noticed. So that's a challenging sort of... um, uh, You do uh, make the point to belong, but also to still be yourself. That's it. So most of us, we want want to belong and therefore we forget the things that we love. So because everybody's doing soccer, we go do soccer. Because everybody's doing PR and marketing, we go do PR and marketing. Because everybody... So it's important that... So I always, even now, I use this even at the office to say, um, but why are you doing what you're doing? Mm. Who said mm. you must do this? Mm. So what what made you decide that you want to become yeah. this particular yeah. person or this role? So you just questioning why you do things. I find that it helps a lot. Um, you know, we've the book has got so many different aspects, and it was always a concern that we're not going to touch on all of them before time runs out mm. on us. <laughs> but you have achieved something beautiful with your organization, right? And I love this part that you say, and it really needs to be heard. Um, In his chapter on the spirit of change, Sylvester writes, a decade or more later, we the interns are now agency owners, CEOs and senior company executives. We're not BEE fat cats, but working professionals. Our gains from the transformation process were not financial, but intellectual. We gained knowledge, not tenders, contracts, share options, or other financial incentives. What we were given was the good of the industry, not just for our own personal benefit. And I just, that gave me chills. No. Because this is, the work of building something mm. from the ground up is, in, is, is, is hard. <laughs> It's hard and it's to be commended. Yeah. Yeah. And it's to be commended. So I really appreciated that and how you relate with your staff or the value or importance you place on managing Mm -hmm. for the South African context, Mm. for the history we come from. It's critical. Mm. It's critical. And I I, I do upweight that in the book um, that the interns today. Um, are the future leaders. So, you know, yesterday we had a, um, uh, uh, a panel conversation and in that panel conversation, uh, Karabodin Alane, who is now the CEO of TBWA, yes. a great agency, um, was was there. So he popped by and we laughed because we were both interns and now we sort of CEOs of our own companies. Of course, he says, mm. mine is bigger than yours. <laughs> <laughs> but so true. Um, it's, it, there is absolutely... Um, no other way of being able to become a leader in South Africa without understanding that context and without understanding the role that we have mm. um, in terms of the spaces that we're in, no matter where it is. Mm. Um, I know there's a lot of conversations about leadership, you know, um, in the country. Um, it's been upweighted that there's lack of it. Um, and I just feel always feel very insulted when that happens because I always think, but where are the leaders? What about us? What does it mean? Mm. Um, What does it say to us young leaders who are trying to do things right? Yes, Mm. and to change things from the ground up and in a meaningful way (laughs) because the jobs you provide, how big is your team now? 40. 40. 40. 40. 
all-stars, as yes. he always refers to them. Highly qualified all-stars. And there's always a sprinkle of magic in that <laughs> office. So proud of you, Sylvester. Thank you so much. You know, he, he also talks about switching off the lights himself. That's you know, amazing. Being it's, the last to leave your feeling. business mm. and walk out and being the one mm. to switch off the lights yourself. That's right. It must be a goosebump giving moment. Very often, a few tears sometimes mm. because it is, it's real. Now it's real. It was once an idea. Yes. Mm. It's, it's, it's incredibly fulfilling. I loved reading your book. Oh, thank you, honey. I appreciate it. I think that. it is a must. As I said, there's lots uh, for anybody and everybody to kind of gain from it. It's called Stand Against Bland, and it's written by Sylvester Chauke. It's more than a memoir. It's a guide yeah. on how you can consider, think, and do your career. Thank you. Ah, thank you so much. Thank you for having me.